back to Brotherly Beliefs, pay family and fun. I'm Malik. And I'm Tristan. Join us for candid conversations about life tapestries, from the faith that binds us to the family that shapes us to the pure woven in every moment. Grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and let's dive into the episode of Brotherly, Brotherly Beliefs. Beliefs. Let's talk about our relationship and how we can have, like, built the relationship that we do have. Right, right? yeah. And so, we can start with this. I'm a big brother. Well, yeah. Married to my little sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, all right? <laughs> yeah. When it comes to something, I'm mean. Uh-huh. I used to threaten to beat up her boyfriends. But you were different Yeah. in the aspect of you weren't some knucklehead, little punk. Right, yeah. That needed to get beat up. Like That's <laughs> yeah, the truth. Yeah. That's, and that's the honest to God truth. And so... When we first, when you first started coming around, I was standoffish because that's my role as an older brother, right? You're not married to her at this point. You're not, you're dating. Like you're, you could be temporary. Like at, at this point, you could be a p- permanent person in a temporary position, and it's my job, as her brother, to keep her safe. Right. Yeah. And so, kind of where our dynamic of relationship changes is right after the breakup. Because I was in a low place. Yeah. In a low, low place. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for you and Savannah, like, genuinely, I don't know if I would have made it out. Like, from the bottom of my heart, like, genuinely, like, I, dude, I went to work. Came home and that was it. I'd lay in the bed, be with my dog, dude. That was it. Like, that's all I did. Um, And we made plans to go out one night and texted you probably an hour to 30 minutes beforehand. I'm like, I don't have the money to go. And you're like, don't worry, I'll pay for you. And I'm like, I don't really want to go. Like, I think I said, I don't have nothing to wear. And then I was like, Oh, I just don't want to go. And you and you just persistently just, nah, come on, it'll be fun, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. And it meant so much. And I don't think you knew how much it meant in the moment. Because I wouldn't have gone. If you would have taken my first answer, I wouldn't have gone. I had fun, and I needed that fun. Yep. Like, just to put in perspective how low I was, the drunkest I've ever been in my entire life was a few weeks before that. I ended up going to said person's house and was on the front porch talking to her mom through the door. Mom, like, her mom called mom and dad to come pick me up. I don't support drunk driving. Let me just right, yeah, make yeah. that very clear. Yeah. This is not a good time in my life. Um, but uh, it was bad, dude. Like, you guys welcomed me with open arms. Like, Savannah's my sister. That's obviously no-brainer. But right, you yeah. opened me opened up with o- open arms. Like, 
and we didn't even really do anything. We just sat at the house, like. Hey, we're having dinner tonight. Come over. Like, and it'd be simple as that. And it meant so much to me, especially looking back. Dude, that was dark. Yeah. It made me question faith. It made me question so many things because I felt so alone. Whether I was surrounded with people or not, I felt uh, like completely alone. I felt like nobody understood. Right? And so. There's this poem for Prince in the Sand. I'll read it. It says, One night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Scenes of my life flashed across the sky. In each, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes they were two sets of footprints. Other times they were only one. During the low periods of my life, I could, o- I could see only one set, set of footprints. So I said, You promised me, Lord, that you would walk with me always. Why, when I needed you the most, have you not been there for me? The Lord replied, The times when you have seen only one set of footprints, my child, is when I carried you. That's the only only way I could have made it through that. Genuinely. And I believe that in my heart. Because when you are in such a toxic relationship and it's a, it feels like an endless cycle. It's the same thing over and over again. I do this, you do that. It eats you alive. So people don't know this, right? We broke up. She broke up with me. She tried to come back. I stopped it. And the strength it took for me to stop it and I succumbed to what I've already been so used to, so I've been so used to this toxicity. Dude, it was it was hard. Yeah. I believe you, man. Yeah. And it from my perspective, like reaching back on episode one, I was I wanted to build that brotherly bond anyways. So for to Savannah, it was important to me because with Savannah, I had never felt like our relationship before. So I, I could tell this one was different. So I really wanted to put in the effort and things like that. And with I understand like where you're coming from because you and said girl was together for a long time, years. So it's it's never easy like coming from a, a relationship, especially like the things that you guys went through. So me, I used to hear about from Savannah about how like fun and the party style you used to do and things like that. And at the time I was a big partier too. When she met me, I was a big partier and it, it was different to see you. Like you didn't really come out the room much and, and I, I barely seen you when I was over there and I was over there a lot. So I was like, yeah, let's go, bro. Like, come on. Like you, you told me you would go, uh, when I brought it up, I don't know how far back I brought it up, but you told me you would go, and uh, like all of a sudden you, you didn't want to go. Like you, you were saying excuses and stuff. Like bro, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Truthfully, that that was the night we went to rodeo, right? Yep. Yeah, that I had a good time too, and uh, and uh, we were with my boys. I know Dylan was there for sure, Mm-mm. 
And I wanna I wanna say junior. Maybe ace or it's it's either There's junior. only two there's Dylan and some one other person. It might have been J- Javon. It's either Javon or Junior. It's one of those. But um yeah, we was we was we went and had a good time, man, and it was those I I don't go to rodeo often just because that's not my style. I don't yeah. really I'm not in the country and stuff like that as much, and that's the majority of what they play. But that that's probably the funnest time. I, well, now second funnest. Yeah. <laughs> At the time it was the funnest time I had with you and things like that, and it it changed my like, it opened my perspective of you more because I was like okay like. I never, I never really hung out with, like, brothers and things like that with, like, in my relationships and things like mm-hmm. that. But hanging out with you, I was like, man, this is cool. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's, he's really cool. And then it was shortly after that, 4th of July, and you shot Jay in the face. Yeah. With a Roman candle. Yeah, he swore it was you, too. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go argue with him. <laughs> it's not me. Uh, yeah, man. It's just. And it's different, right? Because yeah. I don't mean to say this in like a, a like rude way or like a like sexist way, right? Mm-hmm. But it's different from like a man's perspective. It's different when your brother gets a girlfriend, right? So Morgan, me and like I grew up with Morgan and Jason's relationship. Like right. I was there since the beginning. It was me, Jason, and Morgan everywhere we went, like mm-hmm. doing crazy stuff. But it was me, Jason, and Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting that relationship from – I don't have that relationship with Kiara's boyfriend. I don't. I ain't never had that with any of Michaela's boyfriends. Mm-hmm. It's just a different – it was different for me, too, at the same time. Like, it was something I wasn't used to. Right. Because I was never in the position to be welcoming – to my sister's boyfriends or anything like that. It's all I've always been on the defense, like my sister's protector. Yep. The other thing I struggle with, right, because I have my own trauma, is bonding with like in-laws, right? Because I have my own trauma from my past relationship, and I won't say too much, but. I find it hard for me to allow myself to get close to them. And that's just honest. And that's not because of their actions or anything that they do. It's just I just struggle to do it. I don't know what it is, like what I have to do to overcome it, but it's just a weird thing. How do you find yourself bonding with your in-laws? Well, um, just like I said the first time with uh just like I said with you, um, I wanted to build that relationship anyways with this was my first rodeo too, just like you said. Um with others I didn't really care as much, you know what I mean? I mean I cared a little bit, but to go out of my way to try and hang out with them and things like that, that's different. So for you it was like I'm not even sure when I got your phone number. I don't know. Was it before that night or after? Before. Before? Okay. So, um. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. It was, was like so three long years ago. ago. <laughs> um, 
how I built that relationship with in-laws and my in-laws, man. What was the turning point? Like, what moment do you think you, they took you serious, right? Because that was the moment I took you serious. What moment do you think was the defining moment between your relationship with them? It was probably that same night because, like I said, I, I always heard different stories of you, and I actually got to see it that night and see how cool, like, you were as a person, you know. So it it's different from hearing about things about someone or something like that when you actually get to experience it in real life. It's like, man, that's that's the type of person I would hang out with, you know. Mm-hmm. What about the parents? The parents? What was the defining moment for them? Like, where did that turn around for them? Do you think you kind of switched them from, this is Savannah's boyfriend at 18 years old, to, hmm, he could be around for a while. It might have been, it might have been her mom's, the first birthday party of her mom. Or you guys' moms. <laughs> so I I came around in May, and uh, her birthday is not until the 31st of December. So it's it was either then or it was when we had first moved in together. So I think I think the real the real connection I had with her was when her birthday party that year of 22 or 21, mm-hmm. the year of 21. That, that was the first time I actually like had a like a like a fun laughing like you know moment with each other because you yeah. know we're all we're all having fun because it's her birthday anyways but us having that one-on-one fun you know it's always you try to be like respectful and like not say too much you know because you don't want to make someone make the other feel uncomfortable you know what i mean and mm-hmm. kind of try and stay in your lane but to have that that uh in-law connection that's when I, the first night that i felt it i guess i kind of had that with caitlin's mom mom and stepdad when we went axe throwing it was kind of felt more comfortable but i haven't felt like when i go to caitlin's house like <laughs> i still make her come upstairs when i cook food but i also think that's just my awkwardness like i just like I just feel like it's awkward just to come into someone's house and cook. Like she's like, "Go get something to eat," and I'm like, "No, no way!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're, you're tripping. Yeah. Um, it's just I don't know. I just find it hard to just siblings is one thing. Like I grew up with a big family. Like it's people my age. I can do do with no problem. Like right. Kylie, Ethan. Tristan, I can can get along with them perfectly fine, and have a bond with them perfectly fine. They don't have that dynamic that we do, right? right. Like we have Saturday nights. Right. Um, they, I mean, you you just show up when you show up. Like that's really how it is. It's when we go over there, they're down to hang out, but it's not the same aspect as our, right. our like Saturday nights. Everybody comes over. Yeah, we all hang out Saturday nights, so it's kind of different. I feel like that's effective. I feel like that keeps us like engaged in how our relationship with each other is. Yeah. Cuz we don't really do nothing. We don't do anything extravagant. I might get a wild hair at my butt and <laughs> decide that <laughs> 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 and decide that uh we're going 
to play pool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we just hang out, play games, laugh, joke, play around. Right. Adding on to what you were saying, yeah, um, I, I enjoy also going over to your fam- your side of the families on Saturdays too. I notice that's that's something that you guys do a lot too. And I mean, the the family might pop in like on any other day, but Saturday nights is known for yeah known for hanging out like at the parents' house and stuff like that. Uh, my side of the family, we don't really we don't really get together that often. You know what I mean? It's not it's not as much as uh, like a lot of in laws like you guys yeah. have and things like that. I'm the only one in my family that has like significant other right yeah and just a family to himself you know what i mean so it's for us we we usually just come around the holidays we might um we might try and plan ahead days where we kick it over there but as far as like regularly we don't really hang out over there as much yeah how do you like your family and your immediate family right so you we do the podcast you do videography you work a full-time job, you have your family, and then you still have to make time for everyone else, right? It can be hard. It can be difficult. Yeah. Um, and so what helps you? Like, Really planning, planning ahead. That's, that's, and I feel like I spend a lot more time with you guys side of the family just because we know Saturday nights and because Savannah is a real family person to begin with yeah. anyway. Like, I love my family, but I can live without seeing them for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and just me being me, I like I like being at home anyways, yeah. or at least being in the comfort of my house, you know. I'm not really a home body to begin with. So I, it's, if I had to be in a house, I'd rather it be my own. Yeah. But – um, as far as balancing all my my stuff and spending time with them, like I was saying, Saturday nights we we've been going over there, so yeah. that's a regular regular thing. Um, as far as like friends or my side of the family, it's more of I have to I have to start making it a priority, or I will go a long time without seeing or hanging out with anybody, you know. So that's that's a. Um, by the way, happy New Year's, y'all. Oh yeah, happy, <laughs> happy New, New Year. Year. Uh, that's something that I uh, kind of have written in my notes of what I want to do better in this year and things like that is to like plan to spend more family time with my side of the family and just like plan around like all the other stuff I have going on and things like yeah. that. So I think at least I know I want to really kick it into gear this year. So. I thinking I'm thinking like at least twice a month I go hang out with them for even a couple of hours cuz what's a couple of hours you know what I yeah. mean so yeah that's that's really my plan to kick with them a little more that way yeah and I was just talking about this with Caitlin time management right it's so it's the easiest hard task right because Obviously, there's things that you have to get up and do every day, right? You have to get up and take care of Zaylin. You have to get up and go to work. You have to make time for Savannah. Everything else, you kind of find out where it fits. Yeah, that's time management can really suck because you can, you can plan everything the way you want it to go front to back, but 
not everything works out that way, you know. Like any anything could happen to where it just like messes up your whole schedule or something that you didn't think of pops up and then now you got that to worry about. So like like my schedule right now and I'm like, I'm not going to go too deep into this. I don't want to spill all my beans. <laughs> but my schedule right now is uh, my content because I mean my my content creation is by the way uh, follow my content creation page malik little on instagram that's where all my main projects are but it'll be on tiktok soon but uh my focus right now is my content creation i'm not really focused on posting as much for leak productions just because like this is what i'm doing behind the scenes anyways you know yeah. so um my focus is there and then i'll film for that one day and then uh edit and then work on the podcast too. Like we we set up to film today, and um, I finished up my video, posted it today for my content creation. So now I have a little bit of time to worry about that later, and I'll be working on this for pretty much all the weekend. And then um, I might film a couple of videos then too for yeah. my content creation for next week. So yeah. it's really <clears throat> it's really a time management thing, and that's that's how I think. That's how I think it's going to go, but when the weekend comes, we, we'll never know. We'll see what happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's like today, right? I mean, one, that's one dynamic we have, to, we have to kind of balance between each other is now there's two of us, and now we have to get our, our schedules to align into one, which is a whole other thing because... I work, you work, and we work opposite schedules. You work during the morning, I work at night, all night. I just got off a 16-hour shift. Like, right, yeah. And so now it's kind of finding that balance between work, this, Caitlin, everything else. Um, and I'm doing a decent job. I think one part that one place I can do better in, because I feel like if you're not if you're not looking how you can do better, then you're not – in a mindset of growth, one one place that I can do better in is I hyper focus. So I'm like, oh, we got to get ideas for the podcast. We got to get ideas for the podcast. We got to do this. And then now Caitlin's coming to me and talking to me. And I'm not intentionally blowing her off, but my mind is hyper focused on the podcast needs we have to know what we're doing. Yeah. So like it's not that you're not a priority. You are you are the biggest priority. But now we're filming tomorrow and we have to finish our ideas. And it comes with support from her, which I'm grateful for. She's very supportive. She number one my number one supporter. She like without a doubt will go to the ends of earth to just help me in whatever way she can but just finding a balance finding that harmony of everything in between reaching back on what you said about hyper focus i i completely get that because we even when i'm editing for editing in general because it could be for either one the podcast or my constant creation or my business you know what i mean i can I easily get into a hyper focus with editing and it was it was already bad enough when I was sitting in my office working on my iMac but my iMac is so slow it was like uh like, like I'm 
like I get in this train of thought and it's already so slow. So I'm trying not to lose track of what I'm thinking of. But now that I have like a MacBook and it's so much faster, I like, I spend more time like putting new stuff in and things like that. So I get lost in the track of, I get lost in the track of editing and things like that so easily. And Savannah is like, babe you ready to go or anybody could be like you ready to go let's let's go like it's been five ten it's been five minutes it's been an hour you know what i mean and even while i'm editing i just lose track of time period because i i'm so deep into editing and things like that so i i get what you mean when you're saying that she might feel like you're blowing her off for things like that because i know i know that's something that i have to work on too with time management and things like that i have to spend more time with my my family you know what i mean because yeah. like like i said i'll spend a lot of time editing and things like that so that could take a lot of my time yeah and it's just and i don't do it on purpose it's not like i'm purposely right. like dismissing what she's saying or anything like that it's like it's kind of like when you're playing the game and you're like one more game and then one more game turns into five more games it's yeah. let me finish this let me finish this i have a thought let me finish this one thing and then you're already in this mindset, this like creative mindset. And so that one thought leads to six others. And so now, well, 10 minutes later, it goes 10 minutes go by and then you're, uh, still going, you're still in this creative mindset and it's so hard to catch that. Like it's once you get in that mindset, it's easy yeah yeah Yeah. it's easy once you get in the mindset it's just one thought after another it's reaching that point it's it's sitting down okay all right this is our main topic what can we kind of build off of this where can we go from here and then once you have that first thought every it's like floodgates it all opens up and just bombards you So we can have this five-minute conversation about whatever it is. But I'm I'm in this mindset, this creative mindset, not in this supportive mindset. And I think that's where I need to work on it. I need to be able right. to switch it yeah. quicker. Yeah. Of, okay, yep, finish this thought. All right, what was that? What, what, what can I help you with? Right. Because and then now I feel like I'm being unfair. Right, yeah. And it's... It's so easy, like you said, to get in that creative mindset because I I see myself talking to Savannah and being like, yeah, I have 30 minutes to do it here and then another 30 minutes to do it later in the day. But it's so much different than if I were doing it in that in a whole hour setting yeah. because it will take me like five to 15 minutes to get in that creative mode and then all oh, time is up already. You know what I mean? Yep. So once I if I'm sitting there in that one moment where it's just five to 15 minutes, then I can just knock it out like in that hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, and yeah, it just, the, the thought of being unfair to them is it sucks too, because like, like you said, they feel like we're brushing them off, but that's, that's not really our intentions. It's just once we get in that mode, you know, that's the, that's the best time to get things going. Yeah. It, it's just hard. <clears throat> to because a lot of it is you're filling space you're filling empty space where i don't have anything else to do right now let me get this 30 minutes in i would like an hour 
ultimately, this is a, this is a, takes one hour to do this task, but I have 30 minutes here, 30 minutes here. But then you need that additional 30 minutes tomorrow because you already spent half your time trying to get into that mindset where you can be creative and, and make it to the your liking. And especially with, with like content, you know what I mean? Your short form content is like so, so much of a popular thing nowadays. And if, if you're not posting a bunch, then you'll lose your audience. Like you'll lose the viewers quick. So I get in, I get in that mode often where I have to, I, I try to have at least three videos in my notes like lined up like to go for my content creation but it's finding the time in the film and then finding the time to edit while also being timely with my edit like timely with my posts as well so it that could easily like flood up and then it feels like like the whole week went by and i like savannah feels like i haven't really spent time with her and things like yeah. that so and the same thing with the podcast right yeah. well, weekly you have a weekly schedule okay every monday this has to drop yep 5.30 a.m. Yep. Okay, so that means that as soon as we're done filming this, we have to edit. As soon as editing's done, we're working on the next one. Yep. And you have 30 minutes here and there. You have an hour occasionally. Right, yeah. And so it's just some days you don't have any time at all. Yep. Um, So just finding that nice balance of – so. I think next weekend I'm going to just take Caitlin out because yeah, yeah, she's been very, very supportive and very understanding about all of it. Right. And it's kind of, I just feel like it's unfair to her to right. just put her aside. Right. And I, I get in that, that mindset of like, this is just, this is temporary. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not temporary. What I mean by that is like, putting this I won't say first but making it more of a priority is temporary because I you have to grind out to get to the point that you want to get to like we have big goals for this podcast right now where we have like 100 followers on uh, Facebook and we have like 10 somewhere around 10 on YouTube which is great thank you everybody who has shared this and and helped us out with this yeah it's greatly appreciated but you have to go through the storm go through that shaky waters of oh we're doing good but it's not as like we got we got to get where we want right and then so you have to put in the time the effort the the money and that's right now Right? right, and so this kind of conversation I had with Caitlin is, we're doing everything by ourselves right now, because we want to get to a point where we don't have to do every single thing by ourselves. Right, right. We want to get to a point where we can delegate. Okay, all right. We're we can sit down and shoot this day, this day, and this day. All right. We can have this person edit. Boom. Then we, when we edit, we can just go over and and skin and and go over what's already been edited. Mm-hmm. And make sure we like it and change anything that we don't, right? Mm-hmm. So then it has our final stamp of approval. We got it, but we got to get there. We got to start right. somewhere. Yeah, and that's it's always a start because a lot of a lot of people have teams. Like that's that's the point of it. Like with 
Rhett and Link with Good Mythical Morning, you'll see like they have a, a bunch of different arms reaching in and things like that to help them out or get them the the products or whatever that they needed for the video today. And then I'm, who knows what happens at like behind the scenes, who's editing or whatever yeah. like that. But it, it takes a team to do it because truthfully, you, you spend so much time doing it. But like you said, it's a storm right now. Like you, you have to work that hard in the moment to get to where you want to. So that way you, you don't have as much of a load on you. Because yeah. even, even one of, I'll, I'll say one of them because I know one of them, <clears throat> one of the content creators that I uh, follow like faithfully or whatever and get my inspiration from, he has someone that also helps him put out content at the same time because he's, he's bouncing different platforms and things like that to set, like send out content stuff too. And with content creation, that's especially when you take it on full time, that's literally all you do. Like you, you yeah. spend your time doing that. So it's it's easy to lose like track of what you of like what's really in front of you when you're trying so hard to like put out things, you know. Yeah. One hundred percent. And it it'd be so much easier if I didn't work sixteen hour shifts and I wasn't like if I if I didn't have a full time job, it'd be so much easier to accomplish. But I do. Because that's what right. I have to do. Because I have bills to pay, and I'm still an adult. Like I still have a life that I have to maintain. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, this is the next priority. Like yeah. it's, we build this up, and and one good thing that I like about this small team, the, di- the like the duo type thing, is everything that we put out is to our standard. Right. Yeah. There's nobody else arguing with with us whether we like it or not it's the Mm -hmm. two of us do you like this idea you don't all right good and that's one thing we i noticed about us is we are really respectful of like each other mindful of of each other's beliefs and each other's um perspective and opinions yeah um and the image that we want to put out right right so we when we started all this we sat down and had a conversation of the image we wanted to portray and first episode i think we did great i think i think it was exactly what i wanted it to be right it's and i hope you feel the same way yeah yeah i it did better than i thought that's the truth i thought first first episode we were gonna have a couple of views and it was gonna be all right because (laughs) We didn't do any promotion beforehand. Right, that's what's yeah. that's what's so great, right? And that's why everybody who's shown support, I have so much love and respect for everybody because right. we didn't promote, we didn't do any of that. We didn't like n- nobody knew this was happening. Right. I, I didn't talk ab- like I think I've told a few people that I was starting a podcast, right. but everything else was done behind the scenes and yep. in the dark. Yeah. We dropped it, we made a post, everybody showed love and support. Yeah. We, oh, it's so great. Even the people who, who, how do you say it? Who didn't agree with everything we said, still love the dynamic of the content. Yeah. That's important to me. Right? Because even if you don't believe the same thing I am, you watched and you enjoyed the conversation. Right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm 22, almost 23. You're 21. We're just two guys in a living room who 
Yeah. <laughs> are just talking. Yeah, talking. <laughs> like, that's talking, it. Yeah. And it's crazy how this all came to be. Like it was just something that just an idea. Yeah, it was just an idea yeah. and it's crazy to see it implemented and pushed out and to be something I'm proud of. And it's like the other day when we were talking to Jason. Jason, oh, get off the laptop. Oh, dude. I worked hard on this. Like, right, we yeah. we both worked hard. Yep. Why would we not want it to be as perfect as possible? Right. Perfection is impossible, but to strive for it isn't. Right. And with with that situation, too, it's that also goes back to timing and stuff like that because at that time it was mom's birthday party. We were supposed to be putting more focus into her, but somehow we managed to squeeze this into it. You know what I yeah. mean? So that at that point we need to find more, more time, like more time, like right time, right place. You know what I mean? But at the same time, comments like that, it's like can always be like degrading or yeah. like negative. discouraging. Right. Exactly. Like, no matter what you put out, I'd support you. Right. Right? I come over here all the time and you're editing. Malik, get off your laptop. No. That, right, it's yeah. uh, You worked hard on this. Like, and I wasn't doing anything crazy. I was finishing, like, icing on the cake was already done. I'm just putting the little strawberries, little accents, <laughs> yeah, yeah. little decora- decorate, or, how you say that? Decorations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, putting the decorations on it. Yeah. Making it look nice, tidying it up. I wasn't on the computer for long. I just made every sh- made sure everything was ready and made sure everything looked nice. Oh, get off the laptop, hang out, have fun. I'm having fun. I enjoy this. Thank you. Yeah. I worked hard on this. Even in times where like when my content or even my business like and when this is what we should expect that the first post the first post we did when we start something, it's it's going to get a lot of love. It's, it's well, I won't say it's supposed to, but you could almost expect it. Yeah. But there's going to be a downhill draft. It's, it's going to be up and down. Yeah. But we're, we might not experience that same love for, like, a few more episodes yeah. in. Because even with my business, like, my my first few posts, it got, it got a bunch of love. And then the more I got into it, the less I started to see the shares, less reacts. Sometimes I wouldn't get any reacts. But at least uh, we have to ignore that and keep putting out yeah. and things like that. And if we can maintain it, even better. Right, right. exactly, yeah. And even with uh, my concert, things like that, when I first started, a bunch of reacts, and then it slowly dies down. But there's times where it jumps up and down. So it's we have to, like put all the negative comments to the side, like just brush it off or whatever. Or even when the stats don't look as good as it used to or things like that, just keep pushing. Like, cause somebody's going to see it and the right audience is going to see it. And they, and it could be here in Wichita or it could be in California, Texas, Oregon, like Arizona, anywhere in the world. And they're, they're going to show their friends or they're going to show their family and be like, you guys should check into this. And we're, we're going to hit like the right audience and they're, they're going to stick and support like yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So coming around our family, right? We are all very outspoken. 
Uh, I wouldn't say outspoken. Um, opinion. Mm. I'll say uh, with your family. We speak our ev- minds. Yeah, everyone speaks their minds. And it it's oh, everyone's so used to that where it's okay. You know, that you don't get any like hate or anything. You know what I mean? Every Everybody just speaks their minds and it's okay. It hasn't always been that way. Right. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up, I was a child. I didn't have an opinion. Like that's the truth. I, I feel like that's like with like every family. Like, like some families is worse, but yeah, that's like every family. Like I, you're a child, no child's place. You don't like. I don't care what you think. Like this is what I said. I said it because y- you do what I say. Um. So when we became adults, we kind of, we all, like. No, I don't want to do that. Like I, I'm not gonna do anything. I, I'm I'm grown at this point. I'm an adult. What was it like for you? Like, did you have coming into this? Was it like a shell shock of like, man, like they just speak their minds? Uh, or were you used to talking that? about like as far as yeah, coming from, from yeah. my family to you yeah. guys' family? So, like I said, when I when I first came around, everyone just spoke their mind or whatever. With me growing up in the household I did, it was, it was like you said, like growing up, like staying in a child's place. Don't, don't really. We were so afraid to disrespect our parents. You know what I mean. So disrespect our parents or our elders because we were young, and we, just punishments and things like that. But um, yeah, I always grew up like I never cussed in front of my parents and things like that or some conversations I couldn't have with my parents or just because of how they would take it or either it would be disrespectful or that's not something they really want to hear or something like that and some of that is because of um because of just them personally and some of that is because of like faith beliefs and things like that like that's as Christians, we're not supposed to swear and things like that anyways. And um, so my parents didn't really want to hear a lot, a lot of cussing and things like that, yeah. even in music and things like that. But when when I went to your family, like, everybody was outspoken and not even just, like, not just, like, cussing and things like that, but it was it felt like a safe space to, like, just say whatever you're thinking, whatever, like, even if it's, like, crazy or just, like, re- something regular, like, nobody would think it was, like, a big deal, you know what I mean? So, it was, it's more of a a peaceful state of mind to just say whatever you're thinking, you yeah. know what I mean? That's that's how I seen it. I just, I just didn't like, I didn't like the dynamic of, like, I shouldn't have, if I think something is wrong, it's wrong, right? Like, if I think, it's not okay to do something. It's not okay to do it. So why should I have to sit here and allow you to treat me that way, treat others that way, or anything like that? I'm going to speak up and be like, ah, this is not okay. You shouldn't do this. Um, I think when did I, I started cussing with my parents? I was grown. I was an adult. Um, you were not like you did not cuss in front of my parents. Like that was a big thing. Um. Yeah, I'd get in trouble for that, like one hundred percent. Um, but as I became an adult, like 
I filter myself in front of my elders, right? So I don't cuss in front of... I try my best not to cuss in front of Grandma Lily. Elders, like my mom and dad's parents, like I just try not to, just as respect. Um, we all cuss. Everybody at, everybody at mom and dad's cusses. Like it's just kind of the way we talk and it's not in like a disrespectful way, demeaning way, but we just cuss in conversations and we all think all of us did not like the child's place or you're not allowed to have an opinion or you're not allowed to like, you have to do this because I said so. Um, I think we all just didn't like that. And so, as we got older, we stopped holding ourselves back of what we would allow and what we won't allow. You will not treat me this way because I won't treat you this way. You don't get to say these things to me. And yeah, and speaking our mind, because a lot of things are funny. Like that's the whole thing is that's how you have fun when you can just sit in a room and just say the first thing that comes to your mind and everybody's just going back and forth it makes for a good time like that's how funny conversations happen it's like you might hold yourself back or not say something because something could something could you say could offend somebody or this that or another but you Obviously, I won't go around saying things that would blatantly disrespect anything, anybody, or I wouldn't say things that, like, in a way to offend somebody. I wouldn't say something, like, crazy or outrageous that would just, but jokes are jokes. I, and I think, I don't know, but that's, and I don't know how I got that way, because, so we can use this example. I'm white, 100%. I grew up in a family with... Mixed. No. Yeah, a mixed family, right? I grew up with... I didn't have white friends. I didn't. I, I grew up in a... Like, I hung out with my cousins. Like, I just... Doubts, and I didn't think it was abnormal. Like, it's not weird for me. Like, it's where I'm comfortable. I'd go to parties. And I was the only white guy in the, in the entire go white boy, go white boy. <laughs> and I look, and th- I could have easily been like, Ugh, Oh my God. Did you just identify? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, nah, they was hyping me up, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. But no, it was just the fact that we could all sit in a room, whatever we were doing. Oh, you just made a joke about me. Oh, we can go back and forth because it's just, I think it comes with comfortability, right? It's like like you said, safe space, right? So there's certain things that Jason is allowed to say to me that if anybody else said to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be an entirely different story. Yeah, yeah. I can call Jason right now and I know exactly what he'll say. He'll be like, what up? And um, yeah, <laughs> and then B word, 
by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, didn't know. <laughs> and if anybody else answered the phone like that, it'd be an issue. Right, I'd, I'd yeah. be tripping. Like, yeah. It's just. That's that sibling thing. Like, you grew up, like, obviously, you know, it's a joke. Yeah. Like, but man. it's the close because I, I know people who have siblings who can't do that. Yeah. Who cannot joke with their siblings. Like, it's, like, a big thing. And I think a lot of it is, is we address issues. One thing I notice is, is like, when in people's family dynamics is when people have issues, sometimes, like, some some family dynamics, you don't talk about the issues, right? You just ignore them, and then one day you're just, you, you guys are just okay, which is crazy to me, yeah. right? Because I grew up with four siblings. If there was an issue, we addressed it. Right, yeah. We walked <laughs> out there, hey, what's, what's this about? Uh-huh. Whether we were fighting or anything, we we've been in some knockdown dragouts. Yeah. And I, and but I think that's everyone's family. Like, right. Everyone has sibling fights and whatever it is. And I think it's what builds you as a human being, in the aspect of learning to control your emotion. Of Michaela choked me out once. <laughs> no, actually, she did. I think I remember that story. <laughs> no, I threw a pillow at her. She put me in a chokehold. I was started seeing. I started seeing stars. Oh, like man. that's not even a joke. Started seeing stars. Uh-huh. They said my face was purple. It took Jason, Savannah, and our cousin Sierra to rip Michaela off of me. Uh-huh. All because I threw a pillow. Yeah. Like, and we were arguing about Savannah. Like I had said something mean to Savannah, and Michaela got offended for her, and like uh-huh. threw a pillow at her, and I'm getting choked out. Next thing you know, yeah. And yeah. It's just. But we know now we don't fight hardly yeah. ever. Like it's not really a thing. Now we're grown enough to sit here and be like, oh, this is an issue. Like, right. How are we gonna address this? Mm-hmm. And then at that too, you guys are grown now. You you know what you should and shouldn't say. Like like you said, with uh with Jason or whatever, you guys you know what to expect or you yeah, you know what to expect, and you both know when not to cross that line. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now that you guys are older, you're like, okay, I shouldn't say this, or maybe I shouldn't have said this because I can tell it like it upset them, and then you just talk about it right then and there. Yeah, and and I also think a big dynamic in family, in, in life in general, is forgiveness. Yeah. Right? Matthew 18. I think it is. I think it's Matthew uh Chapter 18 uh, starts at verse 22. Jesus is telling a story about how uh, Peter asked Jesus, how many times do you forgive someone? Is seven times enough? And he said, forgive them 77 times. He he goes on to tell a story about how a servant, how a a king was uh, collecting debts from his servants. And this one servant didn't have the money and begged and pleaded to the king of please, like, just, I can get it to you, just, just give me time, and he wiped his debt, the servant leaves, and goes to collect debt from another servant, and the, the other servant's begging and pleading, and, and asking for, for mercy and grace, and he gets him sent off to jail, and there's another one, same thing, gets sent off to jail, um, another servant, goes and tells the king. He brings that first servant back, the king does, and 
he tells them, why would you not do unto others as I do for you? And then Jesus goes to say, he says, God will forgive you the same way you forgive others. Yeah. He'll have the same grace you had for others. Yeah. So I, I just feel like they're my relationship. Forgiveness is so big. In any relationship, it should be. Right. Whether it's platonic, rela- like um, romantic, or family. Forgiveness should be so big. Because at the end of the day, it can all be reconciled, really. Like, people make dumb decisions. We got into this last time. Free will. You have the free will. You're you're not going to make the best decision every time. You're not going to be in the right mindset. It could, and it could be a chain of events. It could be you didn't sleep this. You didn't sleep last night. You went out today, and next thing you know, some guy hit your car, and now you're yelling at him. And that takes self awareness to identify. Hey, man, I should have probably slept. Should just went to sleep because yeah. now I'm aggravated because and so. Is this guy who you just yelled at going to hold this grudge against you for the rest of his life? Chances mm-hmm. are he's not. Mm-hmm. It's just forgiveness is it's such a big part of in, in families and everything. Right. And for me, it's I I agree with that. Like like you said, it's in the Bible and Jesus tells us how how we should treat others, period, even like even along the lines of of forgiveness. He even says if somebody like steals from you, like steals your like shirt or something like that, offer them your jacket too. You know what I mean? And it's, um, it's more of a situation where if they do you wrong, it's be, it's because they're going through something or it's because obviously they're not in the right, the right space to treat you righteous, you know what I mean? Or treat you the right way. So maybe instead of turning around a hateful shoulder, you're like, Hey, like, do you need do you need something? You know what I mean. Like, try and help out. You know what I mean. Help your enemies. There, love your enemies is what it says. So, um, for forgiveness, for me, it's like with my relationship with my wife. Like, we may do something that hurt each other's feelings, and we'll come back later if we're not ready to talk about it then and there. Because I struggle to talk about something right when it happens. We might come back later and like, okay, I'm, I apologize for that. That that was wrong, and we talk about it, and then we forgive each other, and we're able to move on. Now with others, it's like, for me, I I can I can forgive you, but that doesn't mean I have to be around you. You know what I yeah. mean? So with with some friends I had back in the day, uh, I had a situation where they they did something that was wrong to my relationship. So I had to, you know, depart from that because my, my family comes first. So I had to depart from them. Like, I, if, like I'm cool on y'all. And later on, like, and this was like a year later or something like that, they started sending apologies to me. And, and like, it's not just me, it's my wife too. So they apologized to wives and things like my wife and us and things like that and i decided to like bring back one of the people and but the other i was like 
uh, I think I'm all right. You know, like we decided like it was cool. Like we, I forgave both of them, but one of them was like, like, I forgive you, but I don't think this is like something that could, could like, I don't think we could be friends again, you know? Yeah. So we, we live with no hate towards each other, whatever, no animosity or things like that. Like the, the situation is forgiven. It's in the past. Like it, it doesn't matter anymore. So it's just the situation of where do you see them benefit? Like not even benefiting, but do you see that person in your life anymore? Because even in the Bible, there's like, there's, I'm not sure what scripture or whatever, but it's, there's a, there's a time and a place for certain people in your life. Yeah. And some people are going to, they're just a part of a chapter and they don't, they might not be able to come to the next chapter. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's, that's what I mean when I say forgive, but I don't also have, I'm not obligated to like just be around you just because I forgave you. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between forgiving and forgetting. And right. And so what me and Caitlin do, right, is what works for us. I won't say this works for everybody, but this works for us. Um, every issue you have is like a book, right? Every relationship has a bookshelf. There can be many books on this shelf. There's going to be many books on this shelf. It's a relationship. You're going to have issues. You're going to have troubles. It's a part of it. For every good time you have, there's going to be a bad time. Marriage vows, they say, for better or for worse. Not for better or better or anything, right? For richer or poor, right? And so each of these books, right, you have to close them, right? And so sometimes it's okay to put a bookmark in it and come back to it later, right? So with that being said, you you have this problem, right? Your book's in your hand, right? This book is not is not closed. This book it doesn't have a bookmark. This book has not been read. It's just open. Right? And then the next book comes, gets a little heavier. Right? And so at, at some point of not addressing all these issues, you're weighed down. So a book is uh an issue that was that happened. Yes. So each book is an issue. Yep. Okay. And so all the if, if they all go unaddressed, they all you, you see it, people won't talk about their issues, won't talk about their problems, and you are going to carry this weight this burden mm -hmm. through your relationship and it's going to have an effect on your relationship, your life, like your overall like happiness. And so each of these books, right? So the way that we do it is we have, we, we, we talk about the issue. Is this book closed for you? Yeah. Okay. Let's put that back up. Let's put that on the on the bookshelf, right? You can always take a book back down from the shelf, right? You have a bookshelf in the corner of your room. You could read these books a hundred times, right? I'm not telling you to forget about that book. I'm saying we're going to put that book. This is books have been closed. You finish this book. Let's put it back on the shelf. Oh, you're not ready to talk about this book yet? Okay, let's put a bookmark in this and save it for later. This is not going on the shelf because it hasn't been addressed, but... We both agree that we're not ready to talk about this. Let's put this to the side for now. And let's move on to the next one. Sure. And so I think every book can be closed. I think every book, you can have a hard conversation and close that book. Right? You could take an actual book and read it. It could be the most boring book you've ever read. Most difficult word, or like most difficult like 
terms you've ever heard. You don't know these words, right? But you can put in the effort and you can pull out a dictionary. And every word you don't know and you don't understand, you can just pick up that dictionary. Okay, that's what I mean. What it means. Okay, now I understand that word. Let's keep going. Oh, there's another word I don't understand. Let me look it up, right? Because then you're not just reading to read, right? You're not like, oh, okay. No, you're understanding. You're taking the time and the effort to to ask those questions to understand, right? So me and Caitlin are talking and she says something the way she feels or, or something like that. Or she says something and it could mean a hundred million different things. Can you elaborate? Yeah. I didn't understand when you said this. Can you can you help me understand? Right. Because dive deeper into that. Yeah, because we have to close this book together. Right. This is our book. You may be holding it. I may have put this book on you, but it's our close our job to close that book together. Right. And so I think a lot of people don't have that din- that dynamic. And I think it's just the culture, right? The biggest culture that there is right now is is hookup culture and like short-term relationships. If relationship at all. Yeah. I and feel like... A lot society, of it's casual. Right. Uh, that's what I was about to say. I feel like society or... I won't say society because there are still people that believe in marriage and things like that. But, but where's I'll, majority? Right. Majority of the people, they... Of, oh, they, and I won't even say majority. I'll say majority of our age. Right. Yeah. Because our age is a big topic on that. Any... Anywhere is from like eighteen to like I'll say like twenty seven. It's somewhere yep. anywhere in that age. It's it's big to like hot girl, hot boy area or era or whatever, just like sleeping with others or not not being committed. You know what I mean? I did it. Right. And I, and a lot of us have. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm right. Right. Because as we got into last time, I wasn't always a good person. I did some messed up things, and but I did it. I already. It's not fun. Right. It's not fun. Right. It's it's, it's not. I I love knowing that I come home to a person that truly loves me every day. Right. That's a great feeling. Now. There's not a situation where I would trade that for 10 girls that I can go home to and go from this one this night to this one this night. Mm-hmm. It's it's draining. Right. You're in a marriage. Women in a relationship can be drain like not draining as in like like burden as in draining as in uh requires a lot of effort, right? you cater to emotions and you and you like put an effort to make sure they're happy like and in your relationship because I'm not responsible for all your happiness. You can't put that on me. I'm responsible what do you mean for by that. So when I like me and Caitlin, I'm not responsible for all of Caitlin's happiness. All of her happiness can I cannot be the source for all of her happiness. It's impossible. I can get ninety percent and we talk me and Caitlin talk about this. I can get I can give you ninety percent of all your happiness. That 10% you have to get from your family, your friends, yourself. Your right. biggest one should be yourself. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to sit in a room by yourself and be content. Yep. You have to learn how to love being alone. Mm-hmm. That's what 
that breakup taught me. Or at least love yourself. Yep. That's what that, that, that breakup taught me. Mm-hmm. That breakup taught me how to be alone and how to love it, mm-hmm. how to thrive mm-hmm. in being alone. Mm-hmm. I spent a year just reading books or not even reading books, listening to books, li- listening to the Bible, doing the stuff that I need to do to love me and be happy by myself. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing. Um, that's why I always say self-love is so important and reaching back on what you were saying, like you weren't always the best person. Yeah. And I'm not either. Like we can dive into it. Like I, I used to, I used to cheat. I used to lust over other women. I used to, uh, sleep with several women and like in that hot boy era. And it's, it's like you said, it's not wrong. Every, almost, I can guarantee you almost every person has done it, but it's, something you learn from because biblically that's not right. We know that's not how it's supposed to be, but in, in this world, that's, that's just common, Uh, not common as in we're supposed to, but common as in that's usually the case. Yeah. That's what everyone around me was doing. Right. Yeah. And I got praised for doing it. Right. Yeah. I got nicknames for it. I got, I like, And that's, yeah, and that's why, that's why they say, I believe it's in the Bible, do do not be of this world, you know what I mean? Because the the world is an evil place, as we all know it. Yeah. And that's, like, things like that, like you say, you get praised for doing things like that. Like, men will justify cheating, and it's not always men, it's women too. Yeah. Either roles will justify cheating and things like that, but... None, none of those things are right. Biblically, that is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I, and I would, because we've grown and we went through those times and now we're in healthy relationships, we we understand like this, like this is how it's supposed to feel. Like it feels good. You don't have to worry about things like that. How you healed for that year of listening to books and diving deeper into the Bible and things like that. That's That's how it should be because you were able to heal yourself and understand what you needed to do to get to the point where you were okay with being alone and being with yourself. And you were able to love someone the same that you love yourself. So I feel like that stage of self-healing is, like, important. And it's okay to it's okay to heal with somebody else because you might not be all the way healed or you might not be healed at all or somebody that can somebody that is healed can come and heal you the rest of the way, like help, you know what I mean? I think the important part is, is you have to have someone who's healed themselves, yeah. right? Because I can't heal you. You have to heal yourself, but I can show you the way. Yeah, right. I can, I have the knowledge, right? I, 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 I put in the work already to do this. I can show you the way. I can light up the path, and I can walk with you all the way down it, right? We can use me and Kaylin as an example. Healing is not linear, as in it it's doesn't... It's not a straight path. No, 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 no. Yeah. As in two people won't be on the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it won't... I could be here, she could be here, and then we could switch places. Mm-hmm. It's not linear. Um, it's not the same between two people. Um, it's not the same between two people. So, let me go back. 
So healing is not linear. As in, two people can start at the same position. One can be ahead in a month, and then it can switch and go back and forth. Two people aren't going to be in the same spot at the same time. So with that being said, Caitlin was not the same place I was. Caitlin was not as far along as her on her healing journey as I was, but I had the knowledge to guide her. Before me and Caitlin ever got together, we were best friends, and that was it, 100%. And I just showed her the way from what I had been through. This isn't okay. This isn't okay. This isn't okay. This is what you should do. This isn't a good coping one, mm-hmm. a coping mechanism. You should try this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this works for you? Okay, good. Oh, this one doesn't work for you? Okay, here's another one you can try. Mm-hmm. It's, But it's about building that building that building each other up to the point where you guys can look at each other and be like we got each other through that together right because if you heal with someone who is if you tr- are on this journey of healing and this person is not willing to heal and the other person's not willing to heal you're only going to go backwards yeah. if i would have went from toxic relationship done all this healing went to another toxic relationship like the one i was in before all it would have just been regression. It all would have been to the trash, thrown away. Yeah. I would have been in the same position. Who knows when? I would have wasted more time in some relationship that for what? Right. Yeah. Like what was what was that whole year you put to into yourself worth if you were just gonna go back? It would it would be like if I invested in a stock that I knew was going to crash. Right? right. It's It doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to invest in something that I know is going to grow. Right. Or hope is going to grow. Right. Right? And there's going to, just like a stock, the stock market, it's going to fluctuate. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. But ultimately, we're still going up. Yeah. Every time we fall, we drop a little, we go higher the next time. Right? It, it, Toxic relationships don't work that way. Right. It doesn't. It just drains you out. You plateau. Something happens, drops lower, plateau, drops lower, plateaus. It's just at some point when you're in a toxic relationship, you have to identify like this is not good. There is better. And you have to Trust it and stop looking. That would be my biggest advice. People who actually want to find like genuine love, stop looking because it's insane, right? Definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So casual relationships aren't working. Try something else. Yeah. They're just wonderful thing. It's called dating. They did in old days. <laughs> yeah. They did. It's it's called, I try, I date this person and this person and this person. I don't have to have sex with all of them. Right. Right? But I can see if, oh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. Don't like this one. Oh, this one's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we have two. Oh. It's oh, they don't, they don't have something. They One of their beliefs don't line up with mine. Okay, you're out. Uh, yeah, right? bingo. Yeah. And so... Whether it's religion, whether it's the way you raise your kids, 
way finances work, mm-hmm. right? My big like me in my belief, finance wise, right? We're married. Our money is our money. Yep. It goes in the same pot. Mm-hmm. Right? Me and Caitlin Navarro talked about a joint account. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when you get married, right? What what does God say about marriage? You become one. Yep. And you don't become a you don't become a you don't come what is it called? Uh you're not two players playing for the like same team. You're one person on one team. Mm-hmm. So, faithfully, legally, morally, why are your funds not together? Right. And that's, like, you have to say it that way because I feel like this generation has lost lost track of what dating is. Like, dating, it's, it's so important. And like you said, you don't have to sleep with them to date. You're not, you're not considered... Uh, a hoe or things like that because you're dating or whatever it's um it's it's practically picking picking another person's brain to see if that's what you're like into you know what i mean like yeah. if you could see yourself with something like that and like you said finances beliefs family like those are like the three things that you should like talk about like while you're dating and things like that to understand if this one's going to work or if it's not going to work and things like that. And it's okay if you don't like if someone doesn't work out or they don't have the thing that you need, but I could, I could see by the end of the day, if you like, if someone was willing to change their perspective on it, like maybe you open that door for them. But at the end of the date, if they didn't like, if you guys weren't on the same page then you guys just aren't compatible. Yeah. And genuinely in my heart, I believe you should not have kids or you, you shouldn't have sex with someone until you have a conversation about parenting. Mm-hmm. Right? Because my biggest thing is I don't I don't believe in just whooping a kid. Right. I feel like there's things you could whoop a kid for. But I don't think it works the same way it worked for like our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. I don't, like the my gen like our generation I don't think I got I got whooped and I can tell you the way I felt and it was wrong 100% I I should have not felt like that mm-hmm. I shouldn't have felt any of the emotions that came along with some of the situations I was put in mm-hmm. because at the end of the day I'm a child Right. You're still learning. Yeah. Like, do I, like, and like I said, but my, like, my definition of, I think there's things that could sh- could be whooped for. My definition of whooping is different than what I got. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, the damage that it caused psychologically yeah. is not okay. Like trauma. Yeah. Genuinely. Um, Getting whoopings is like, getting like hand to butt like spankings over the clothes right yeah like i do not i genuinely believe you should not pull a kid's pants down to whoop their butt Mm -hmm. because that's that's on the level of like you want to hurt them yep like why they're they're children they're learning like and the psychological aspect of it 
that leaves their impression is why would mom, dad, uncle, grandpa, grandma hurt me? Hurt me. Yeah. Why would they want to hurt me? Right. I I do that. It hurts me that more than it hurts you. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. Bull crap. crap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a lie. That's that's no. that's an excuse to tell yourself to make you feel better about it. Yeah, truthfully. you're making yourself because you're not making me feel better. Right, exactly. What your hand stings? Oh, yeah, mm. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Who? Freaking who? Right. Dude, yeah. Like you, that is insane. Uh, truthfully, like okay, so I think a swat on the butt at, and I'm not talking about swat on the butt at three, four, five years old. Yeah, I'm talking no. about like. Eight, nine, like yeah. You know not to play with like electrical, uh, electrical outlets, the stove, like yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? All right, let's go over here. Like, Mm. I'm not whooping you to hurt you. I'm not whooping like right. It really the truth is, if you have to, you're taking your anger out on your child. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That causes trauma, like yep. you said. It the now we're gonna talk about gentle parenting parenting. Because a lot of people when they hear gentle parenting, they think it's like soft or something like that. No, it's it's handling a punishment without physically harming your child. Like, period. So if my eight or nine year old was like putting a fork into a electrical outlet or something like that. You obviously know that's wrong. You're old enough to understand why that's wrong. You 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 give them hard questions like why why did you do that? You you know that's wrong, right? Like you understand why? Like things like that. Now do you, you know what could have happened? Right, exactly. And like so you know why I'm upset that you would do something like that. So now you you take something away from them. Like they're they're not gonna like that you took something away from them. They're not gonna want that taken away again. So that's that's learning right there. And if the problem keeps occurring, take another thing away or try something different. It yeah. it doesn't always have to result to like physically harming your child. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. And if my emotions, this is a child, right? If my emotions are too big, right, for my child. We have this thing at work, a purple folder, right? If the situation is getting out of hand and you're getting out of control, somebody who's like your partner, uh, where my, like one of my partners or something, like if I see them going over the top doing too much, purple folder, right? Hey, go grab that purple folder, right? I'm tagging you out. I'm coming in. I'm taking control of the situation mm-hmm. because obviously I have less invested than you do. You're getting you're doing too much, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same concept. I should be self-aware enough as a parent to be like, to be like, I'm, I'm so upset that like, it's not, it's not good for me to stay in this situation right now. 100%. Yeah. Hey, Katie Lynn, I need right. you to come take this over. Yeah. Like I, I, I need you to come handle it. And, yep. But me and Caitlin also have the, you don't get it, like you can't do that every time. Like I am not right. the only disciplinary. Yeah. That's not fair. That's a big That's thing not too. fair to yeah. me. Yep. As a as a father, it's not fair that my only interaction is 
disciplinary. Right. I I don't I'm not supposed to be this scary guy like right, Oh, yeah. do you want me to call your dad? No, you handle it. Right, exactly. Yeah, handle it right then and there. Like it's And so when I come home, it should have been like, "Hey, so and so did this mm-hmm. and this is what happened." Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to address it again. She already handled it. Like now, if it's something outrageous, like she needed that purple folder and, and I wasn't there and she walked away and it hasn't been addressed yet. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what happened. He was talking reckless to me. He was saying this, that, another. Okay. Now, now that's my job, right? Mm-hmm. Because as a man, here's a good question for you. Do you know what it takes to be a woman? Nope. How do you be a woman? Exactly. Like yeah. there's, there's <laughs> I cannot raise a woman. I can raise a girl. And I can raise a man, right? I know what it takes to be a man. Mm-hmm. I know what it takes to be a good man. So my job as a man is to raise this boy to a man. Right. My job as a father is to raise my daughters to be ladies. Mm-hmm. You can't teach them how to be a woman. I can teach right. you how to be a lady. Yeah. And so, that's the conversation. Hey, yo, you think it's okay to disrespect your mom? Right. You think this is okay? Do you see me speaking to her that way? No? Oh. Where'd you get that from? So, what makes you think it's okay? Yeah. Oh, well, Timmy down the road, he talks to his mom like that. Well, good thing this isn't Timmy's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what Timmy does at his house with his parents is their business. Yep. You do not speak to your women like that, period. Right. And so... I'm raising you. This yes. is this is how you're being raised. Because... And that's the truth. It's because you can't protect your children from everything. It's impossible. You, They could go over to Timmy down the street's house and as bad as it could be and, and as bad as it sounds... Timmy's dad can beat up his mom. Mm -hmm. Can you protect him? No. You didn't know that was going to happen. But now he saw it. And it takes that one instance to be like, hmm, I think that's okay. Now it's your job to, oh, not okay. Yeah. And make sure it's very clear. This is not okay. This is not what we do. We don't put our hands on women. And so parenting is like, you should be assertive without having to assert dominance. Right. Right? They should you you should be able to have simple respect both ways. Yep. Right? I should be able to re- when they are old enough to have an opinion. Old enough to have an opinion as in mature enough, not obviously you can't argue with a four year old about why we have to pick up our room. No, we just pick up our room. Come on, let's do it together. Mm-hmm. Because yelling and screaming at a two or four-year-old is not going to help you get the room clean. Right, yeah. And so when they have the ability and the maturity to have their own opinion, I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm going to expect the same respect like, that I expect from my wife, right? So me and Caitlin. Me and Caitlin can sit down and have a conversation about a decision. At the end of the day, 
If I make a decision, Caitlin supports the decision. Yep. I'm going to listen to what her opinion is, 100%. I'm going to listen to it unbiased, and I'm going to try to understand her point of view. But ultimately, if I think it's in a, our best interest to do it this way, we're doing it this way. My job is to lead. Your job is to trust me to lead. Yep. And so I expect the same thing from my kids, right? Hey, yo, we got to be back by dark. Mm-hmm. Well, we were watching a movie. I understand you were watching a movie. You could have used Timmy's mom's phone to call me and be like, hey, we're watching a movie. Can you come pick me up? You don't need to be walking down the street at night. Mm-hmm. It's not safe. Riding your bike, whatever it is. It's not safe. You should have got a hold of somebody. All right? Let's do better next time. It happens again. All right. All right. Well. Obviously, you can't handle it. Yep. You can't handle it. Let's. We're setting that back earlier. All mm-hmm. right? You need to be in this house by 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Happens again. He comes in. 7 o'clock. Well. Looks like we're not going out for a while. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, you can't handle the responsibility it takes to come back home when you're supposed to. You're right. It's just having respect for your children without aggressiveness and whatever else it may be. Right. And with that being said, this has been an episode of Brotherly Beliefs. (laughs) And thank you for all your guys' support. Um, Subscribe, whatever it may be. Follow. Yeah, make sure to look at all of our links in the description. If you're not following our YouTube, follow our YouTube. If you're not following our Spotify, follow our follow our Spotify and comment down below. Apple Podcast. Don't forget Apple Podcast. Yeah, Apple Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh comment down below if you have anything we you guys want us to talk about. I feel like this was a real in-depth conversation today. And uh, it wasn't we implemented faith, but it wasn't the main topic wasn't just about faith. So if you guys like that we talked more on the faith side, let us know about that. If you guys like that we had a more open conversation about relationships and things like that, let us know. Just give us feedback in the comments and let us know what you guys would like to hear. Alrighty, until next time. See you guys. See you guys later.